Welcome back to Become a Calm Mama. I am Darlin Childress. I am your host and I am a life and parenting coach. And on today's podcast episode, this episode is really about mindset. And the topic is when you don't like your kid, (laughs) which makes me laugh because there have been many times in the course of being a mom where, and I don't, you know, I really don't want my kids to hear this, but there's times when I haven't liked them. Like I haven't really, I always love my children. I always, you know, care about them and want what's best for them. But there are times where they go through developmental stages or I'm in a hard place and I just don't really like them very much. I don't like the way that they're showing up. And that is normal. It happens to parents all the time. And it's something we hardly ever talk about. It's something that we are sort of ashamed of. And I am on coaching calls with moms all the time in my programs. And, you know, they'll sort of like get on the call and they'll admit it in a quiet voice and, you know, feel a lot of shame about it. And I understand the shame because it feels like something we're not supposed to do or supposed to feel towards our kids. But the truth is, sometimes some personalities clash and some developmental stages that our kids go through, like when they're in the fours and they need a lot of power or, you know, they're pushing away from you and your relationship with them as teenagers and they're trying to define themselves against you and they show up with values that don't feel good. Or if your kid has a lot of big emotions and they don't know how to regulate those emotions and they dump them on you and they call you mean names and they attack you and they personalize their pain by making it about you. And that's really, those are really hard things to be around as a human. And so it's okay if there are periods of time where you don't really like your kid that much. The thing that is difficult though, is if you stay stuck there and if you stay in that place where you just kind of harbor some resentment towards them and some anger and some uh, frustration and you let that seed grow and it turns into disdain. It can. It can turn into disgust. And when you get around your kid, you end up bringing all of that negative emotion and all of your negative thoughts and all of your negative opinions. You bring those into the conversation with your kid or into the you know connections with your child or your teen or whoever. And then it just keeps growing. It's just you, you act sort of jerky towards them. They respond back as defensive or attack back. And you end up in this um, place in your relationship that just feels really yucky. And it can be easy to think that your child needs to change their behavior or your child needs to change their personality or change the way that they talk to you in order for you to feel differently about them. And you're waiting for your child to change and the relationship is still getting worse and worse. And so I want to offer to you a way to change how you are thinking and feeling about your child and some strategies to shift out of your mindset and where you're at with your kid so that the quality of the relationship can improve. There's this 
philosophy in relationship coaching, mostly around you know marriage coaching, that the Gottman Institute has developed, and it's called the Four Horsemen. And those are like, if you see these four things in a relationship, that relationship isn't healthy. And so one of those is criticism, one is defensiveness, one is stonewalling, just like silent treatment kind of thing, and then one is contempt. And those four things can show up in relationships with your kids, especially as your kids age and become teenagers and things like that. So what I'm talking about today particularly is contempt and really this idea of getting out of that place where you feel just contempt for them. And when I talk about mindset, mindset is really like the way that you think about something. And so if you think about your child, you know, you, you think of their name, like Sawyer or Lincoln, like those are my kids' names. And then I have thoughts about those kids, right? I have, those, I have thoughts about their behavior and them and how they are. And I have thoughts about their future. And I have thoughts about how they treat me. And I have a lot of thoughts. And mindset is understanding that you have control over how you think about something. I don't have any control over Sawyer or Lincoln. I mean, I do as their parent. I can like, you know, I can set limits. I have boundaries and I can connect with them. I have strategies, but essentially their, their behavior is on them. I cannot like physically make them do anything, like change their behavior. I always think you like, you can't make a kid eat, sleep, poop, or talk. And it's like, I can't actually, you know, do anything, but I can change the way that I think and feel. I can change my actions towards my child. So the circumstance is what it is, and I get to think and feel how I want about it. The person is who they are, and I get to think and feel about how how I want about them. And so that's really mindset. I, I think about mindset as well. Just another example of mindset is like how you f- frame behavior, right? I'm not going to get into that, but it's like just an example of If I look at my child's behavior and I think, wow, you are a jerk, you are disrespectful, you are rude, you are selfish, you're self-centered, you're a narcissist, right? I look at the behavior, I judge the behavior, then I feel a certain way about my child and then I show up, you know, either I emotionally check out or I'm critical or I'm defensive, whatever. And when you're in my programs or listening to this podcast, one of the things I work on a lot with you is changing your mindset about behavior because I want you to reframe behavior and be able to see it as an expression of someone's emotions. Feelings drive behavior. It's something I say all the time. And so the, the, the mindset that we're working towards is understanding behavior from the framework of this is this person's, you know, whatever's going on inside of them showing up on the outside. So it's like behavior is a clue of what's happening on the inside. It's something we can see on the outside. And that idea is hopefully get us curious, get us compassionate, get us into a a place where we're narrating and naming and we're connecting and we're looking at our child and we're like, what is going on here? And assuming they must be in pain, they must be insecure, They must be struggling in some way in order to act this way. Now, that is such a powerful mindset. That is such a powerful framework to parent your children from. It's like the root of compassion. The root of gentle parenting is that 
mindset, that framework. Understanding behavior is an expression of emotion. Understanding that feelings drive behavior. Now, if you are stuck in a space where you're like, I don't like my kid. They're such a jerk. They're such an asshole. (laughs) Um, It's like when you're stuck in that spot, I'm telling you, you're not going to be able to find compassion, right? If you're feeling like the child's or thinking that the child's behavior is personal and they're attacking you and like, okay, yes, it is personal if someone calls you a bitch, but I would love for you to be able to look at that behavior and think, wow, someone who's calling someone a bitch must be feeling very overwhelmed. It's like not not taking what they're saying and like letting it penetrate you. It's more like let it wash over you as information. So how do you do that? How do you get there when you are feeling contempt towards your child, when you don't like them, when you're taking everything that they say personal and you're just, it's not even personal. Sometimes you're just like, God, you're just a jerk. (laughs) So one of the tools that I love, that I teach all the time, and it's one of my favorites that I use, it's called the delight list. And I taught it, I think episode 22 possibly, um, called the three things kids want from you. And in that episode, I really teach the delight list. But delight list, what it is, it's this idea that you sit down and you train your brain to think of good things about your kid. Looking at what do you like about them? What are they good at? Uh, You know, in what ways do they thrive? What are your favorite things about them? And it's an exercise to help you shift out of that negative mindset. And I think it's really, really powerful, really useful. But what I have found over the years of teaching the delight list is that there are times when I see a parent and they cannot get there. Like they cannot get to anything delightful. Like they're just mad. So I have another tool, another strategy, a journal prompt that I like. And sometimes I actually, you guys, I call this the I hate you letter. (laughs) Because I I really want to tap into sometimes the depth of that contempt. Um, Some, so what this is, is like a letter. The prompt is a letter that you write to your child that you'll never give to them. You'll never show it. You don't have to show it to anybody. And it really is a way for you to dump some of that negativity out on paper and get it out of you. And when you do this, you can be as honest and as mean and as like, you know, spiteful as you are. Like where, be honest, be truthful. Don't edit. And What I do when I do one is I write like, dear (laughs) so-and-so, I don't even want to say their name on the podcast, but like dear kid of mine, or sometimes I do this for my husband, to be honest, Um, like dear Kevin. And I'll write like, I hate you because (laughs) I I know some of you are like, we don't use the word hate. Like I get it. You don't have to use the word hate. Um, But it can open up some floodgates of like honesty. So some of my clients, they're like, I don't want to use the word hate. I'm like, I get it. That's fine. So we call it the I'm mad at you letter. Okay. That might feel a little bit more comfortable. So it's like, you know, dear Sawyer, I'm so mad at you because, 
And then I just dump out all the things that they've said or done or like, I don't think you're a very nice person because, or like, it is embarrassing to say that I've done this before because it's like, you know, it doesn't feel nice. But the purpose of it isn't just to like live in that bad energy. It's really to take a look at it and to move to get it out. Now, I have taught this many times and I have noticed that for most of my clients, their brain starts to argue with them because the truth is you're not, you don't actually hate your child. You're actually not that mad at them. Like you are, but you aren't, right? There's both. You have both feelings inside of you at the same time. You have conflicting thoughts. And that is the the purpose of this exercise is to help you uncover some of the other thoughts you have about your child or your teen and allow you to get to that place where you have some softening. So sometimes I'm like, okay, mama or dad, a lot of dads like this exercise. Put out, put a piece of paper on one side and put a paper on the other side. And on one side, you're writing the I'm mad at you letter. And then on the other side, you're writing the like counter letter or like the delight list. And it's like, I am so mad at you because sometimes you, you know, when you get mad, you make it personal and you name call me. And then you might find while you're writing that, you're like, but I understand that you actually love me. And so then you're add to your delight list, like Sawyer loves me, right? So you are allowing your brain to sift through all those negative thoughts and all of the more neutral thoughts and then even some of the positive thoughts. So this exercise can be really valuable for you to move out of a negative mindset, to get out of some of the feelings that you have because we don't want you to bring disdain or contempt or anything like that to your relationship with your child. The goal of parenting in the calm mama process and the calm mama philosophy is connection, is compassion at the core because our goal is to raise emotionally healthy kids, right? And that means we want our kids to have emotional literacy. What's emotional literacy? It's the awareness of what I'm feeling, how to talk about those feelings and what to do with them. In order for your kids to have emotional literacy, to be emotionally healthy, they have to be able to understand their internal life. They have to understand what the heck is driving them. And if we focus only on behavior and we're stuck on the outside, we're not actually helping our kids figure out what's going on on the inside. And our job is to emotionally coach our kids, which means bringing an awareness, connecting their outside behavior with what could be happening inside, giving those that inside world a voice, giving it words, giving it language, naming that complicated feeling that might be showing up as calling your mom a, a name or blaming her all the time or dumping all the junk that you have on the inside, dumping it on your mom, 
We want to be able to say, hey, you're doing the thing where you're dumping some of your big feelings on me. I wonder if you're feeling uncomfortable inside. What's going on? Let's talk about it. I'm here. I'm open. I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to guide you. I'm willing to help you. Now, that willingness requires compassion. And the journey to compassion is we start out feeling critical and judgmental of our kid, looking at their behavior, judging their behavior, taking their behavior personally. That's a normal spot to start. I'm telling you, that's where we all start because we're humans. And we want to move from that judgment into neutral, like, huh, this kid is obviously upset, (laughs) right? Instead of judging is like, they shouldn't be upset and the way they're acting is disrespectful and this is wrong and they're such a jerk and I can't stand them and they're going to grow up to be a masochist and whatever, right? Instead of being in that critical space, moving to neutral, like, huh, wow, this kid's got some stuff going on. And then we move to curious. I wonder what's going on. And then compassion is connecting the, the behavior to the feelings and coaching them. Now, all of that, like I said, is not possible when you're in that judgment, when you're in that contempt space, when you're feeling disconnected, like you want to emotionally check out. You're trying to be neutral, but really it's stonewalling. It's not actual neutrality. You're angry underneath that, that neutral you're disappointed, you're frustrated, you're hurt. And I guess I just want to say like, you know what? Some kids really struggle. Some kids have a lot of complications with their own emotional regulation, particularly if they have ADHD or sensory processing or any spectrum like, you know, autistic behavior. It can be really challenging to raise kids who are neurodivergent or who have experienced trauma or who have gone through something really painful in their lives. And they might not have the tools to express that emotion in ways that are respectful or work or make you feel good, right? And so I I do want to narrate for you like, give you compassion that, yeah, some kids are harder to raise than others. And that's hard. But I do not want you to stay stuck in your own mindset of like, this kid sucks. This sucks. I can't stand it. I hate being a mom. I really don't like my kid. It's never going to change. They're total jerks. They're I'm their punching bag. Like being in that headspace, you can be there and I want you to be there. I want you to write the I'm mad at you letter and I want you to dump all of that out. I want you to join my programs and tell me what's happening. I want you to cry. I want you to release all of this pain and I want you to actually release all this pain because your kid, they're not just an asshole. Your kid isn't like pathologically just a wired jerk. No one is that way, right? Unless they're like a sociopath, but that's not the case here. And so your child, your teen, your young kid, they are a human struggling with their internal world. They have negative thoughts. They have, you know, big feelings. Their nervous system is on fire. They don't have the tools to self-regulate. They don't know how to handle it. 
They need your help. And when you are mad, you're not going to be able to help them. And so your kid, they don't, they don't really need your judgment or your resentment, right? That's not going to help anybody. So how do you release that? You can release it by journaling, by actually just journaling. I've also done this, to be honest, with like a voice memo, which is kind of dangerous because you really do have to delete it, but because you don't want anybody to ever hear that. But I've like gone off on a voice memo before, just like, especially driving, like, you know, after a bad reaction, interaction with my kid, um, you know, getting in the car and just be like, like to my phone. And that helps as well. So it's not like necessarily journaling, it's just, you know, sharing it. You can also see if you have a friend who is willing to listen and you can be like, I'm going to say some things that are, you know, in my heart, like right now, but please don't judge me. I am trying to work through this. I want to get rid of these feelings. I want to like move through them. I want to process this negative emotion so that I can get to compassion. Would you be willing to listen to me? I want you all to know, especially if you're in my programs, like if you're in the Calm Mama Club or you're taking the Emotionally Healthy Kids class, I am never judging you. When you come and you're in pain and you're in sadness and you're in resentment and you share your truth with me, there is no part of my body or bones that ever feels like, what is wrong with this mom? She's such a bitch. Like I don't, I, it can't even cross my mind. All I feel is your pain. All I want to do is be like a journal piece of paper for you, right? Just letting you allow those negative thoughts. Cause here's the truth. Here's the cool thing about processing emotion is your core self, who you are inside, is a loving and kind person, is a mom who cares deeply and deeply loves your children. And your feelings about them and your thoughts about them that are sort of rising to the surface at that moment are really rooted in love and fear. It's, they're rooted in this desire and this hope that your child will grow and become who they're supposed to become and have a positive, you know, life and, and feel good about themselves. Like I know that's what you want. So I'm always holding that deeper vision for you in these moments when you're sharing some of this pain that's a kind of at the top. And now what's cool is as you process it, whether alone in your journal, with a friend, on a voice memo, with me, in the group or on a private session, whatever, what is happening is that you're releasing some of that tension, you're discharging some of that negative emotion, and you're allowing the un, the deeper feelings of positive and hope and, and connection and love and all those things that are under there. You're creating space, like almost like a pressure valve, releasing like an Instapot, like you're releasing all that steam and then you're opening up the lid and then underneath that is like the best chicken noodle soup of all time, right? It's like who you really are. I kind of like this Instapot thing because it's like, you know, all that steam is bubbling and bubbling and bubbling. The steam is not the food, right? The steam is not what you're going to eat. The steam is just that pressure and it has to be released. And so, you know, not to go too far with the Instapot thing, but like say you push the 
natural, if you don't have an Instant Pot, I'm sorry, but if you have one, you push that button and then it like, the steam just goes crazy fast. It releases so quickly. Or that's called manual release, or you can do natural release where you just let it kind of dissipate over time. I think of the I'm mad at you letter as like manual release, like push that button, allow that steam out, take the lid off, and then look what's underneath. So much good yummy stuff. Um, yeah, okay. I love this Instant Pot thing. I'm going to keep thinking about it. But for you this week, I want you to know that if you've been having or if you've ever had the thought like, I hate my kid <laughs> or I really don't like my kid, I want you to know it's normal. It's nothing wrong with you. You're a human being having a human experience and you can release some of those negative thoughts and see what else is under there. Get to that delight list. Get to some neutrality. Release release that pressure and trust, trust yourself, mama, trust that underneath all of that pain is something really beautiful and it's love. That's what's under there. I know it's there. I know you love your kids. So we want to get, let that, let that stuff, let that pain that's getting in the way of your love, let that go. Okay. Jeez. It's a lot, but it's parenting, man. It's not easy. It's just not. I wish I could just like magically make it easy, but then that would mean raising a robot, which we're not doing. So this week, your work is um, noticing, just being aware if you have negative thoughts about your kid, inviting yourself to process those, journal those out, and then see what delight is underneath there and let that come through too. And always, if you want support, I'm always going to encourage you to sign up for the Emotionally Healthy Kids course. Pretty soon we'll have the Emotionally Healthy Teens course. That one starts in April. But the next class for Emotionally Healthy Kids starts in March. And you can get on the wait list. And that's at calmamacoaching.com. The class is $500. It includes a six-week course plus four months of membership in the Calm Mama Club which the best benefit of the club is that you can have 15 minute private sessions with me. So that's pretty cool. And that's all included in that $500. And then if you love it, you can stay in the club for another $500 for the whole year. And so that class, like I said, it's six weeks. It's a small group. I teach the course live. I teach the whole calm mama process. You have a chance to ask, ask questions or you can be anonymous. It's okay either way. And you just learn the process. You get it all at one time really dig, dig into this, you know, this parenting philosophy and then get support from me for ever if you want. Uh, so yeah, you can sign up, you can join the wait list, calmamacoaching.com and let, let me just let you know that I know that you love your kids deeply and you want the best for them and that you are listening to this podcast and growing and I'm just really proud of you and I want you to know that everything that you hope for is possible. All right. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you next time.